Chapter 7 of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anita Slama Martinez. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter 7 A Young Lady Not in Love. I do believe it's Reginald Trevor. Sabrina said this in rejoinder, now certain it was not the man she had climbed that hill in hopes of meeting. I'm sure of it, affirmed Vaga, in confident tone as before. If I couldn't tell him, I can the horse, the light grey he always rides. And that's his dress, the colour at least. I don't think he has many changes, exquisite as he is, or we'd have seen some of them at Hollymead. She made this remark with a smile of peculiar significance. "'Oh, yes, tis he,' assented the sister, her eyes still upon him. "'I'm sure now myself. The horse, yes, the dress, too. And see, a red plume in his hat. That's enough. I wonder where he's bound for. Surely not Hollymead.' It was then the grave look already alluded to showed itself in her eyes. "'Perhaps you can tell, sister,' she asked interrogatively. "'Sabrina, why do you say that?' How should I be acquainted with Mr. Trevor's movements or intentions any more than yourself? Ha-ha! What an artful little minx you are, Vag, a very mistress of deception. You'll make me angry, Sab. I'm half that already. Without cause, then, or reason. Every reason? Name one. That you should suspect me of having a secret and keeping it from you. Goodness gracious, how just you are in your reproaches! You, who but this very moment have been accusing me of that self-same thing, I all candor, all frankness. Vaga was now flung back, as the sailor would say, on her beam ends, for in truth she had made herself amenable to the charge. Oh, you innocent, cried Sabrina, pressing her triumph. Though you are three years younger than I, you're quite as old about some things, and this is one of them. This what? This that? The thing, or man, if he may be so called, we see riding down yonder road. You wrong me, sister. I've no secret concerning him. I never cared for Reg Trevor in the way you appear to be hinting at, not three straws. Are you serious in what you say, Vag? Tell me the truth. There was an earnestness in the way the question was put, tone, air, everything, that bespoke more than a common interest about the answer. It came, causing disappointment with some slight vexation, for Vaga, thinking she had been badgered long enough, and remembering, moreover, how very reticent the other had just shown herself, determined on having a revanche. It was altogether in consonance with her nature, though she had no idea of advantage beyond that of mere fun. "'Curiosity on the rack,' she triumphantly retorted, "'what you've just been dooming me to.' How does it feel, Sister Sab? Sister Sab made no response, in turn being fairly conquered and cornered. But her silence and submissive look were more eloquent than any appeal she could have made, and responding to them, her conqueror relentingly asked, Are you very, very desirous of knowing how the case stands between myself and Master Reginald Trevor? I am indeed. And when you've told me, I'll give you the reason. On that condition, I'll tell you. 
he is nothing to me more than any other man. And when I add that no other man is anything either, you'll understand me. But, sister dear, do you mean to say you love no one? I mean to say that, flat. And never have? That's a queer question to be asked, above all by you. You who so often preach the virtue of constancy, crying it into my ears. If I ever had loved a man, I think I should love him still. But as it chances, I don't quite comprehend what the sensation is, never having experienced it. And more, I don't wish to. That is, if it were to affect me as it seems to do you. What do you mean, Vaga? asked the more sage sister, bristling up at the innuendo. Love affect me? You're only fancying. Nothing of the sort, I assure you. Oh, yes, much of the sort, though you might not yourself perceive it. Everybody else does, at least I do, have yeah, for a very long time, ever since he went off to the wars. What he? Again counterfeiting, and vainly. Well, I won't gratify you by giving his name this time. Enough to say that ever since you last saw him, you haven't been like you used to be. Why, Sab, I can remember when you were as full of frolic as myself or Hector here. Yet for the last two years you've been as melancholy as a lovesick monkey. True, there's been a little brightening up in you of late. No doubt, due to that letter. Ha, ha, ha! Sabrina laughed, too, despite the unmerciful way she was being bantered. The allusion to that letter was not unpleasant. Its contents, very gratifying, had restored her heart's gladness and confidence. Not that she had ever doubted her lover's fealty, but only had fears for his life. She said nothing, however, leaving the other to rattle on. And now, Miss Prim and Prudery, I want your reason for prying into my secrets after being so chary of your own. I demand it. Dear Vaga, you shall have it, and welcome. After what you say... There need be no shyness in my telling you now. I was anxious about you on father's account, and my own, too, as your sister. Anxious about me? For what? Your relations with yonder individual. She nodded towards the horseman with the red feather in his hat. Very good of father and you to be so concerned about me. But don't you think I can take care of myself? I'm getting old enough to do that. She was only a little over seventeen, but believed herself quite as much a woman as Sabrina, who was three years her senior. She had the proud, independent spirit of one, and brooked no control by her older sister. On the contrary, rather exercised it herself. She was her father's favorite, a circumstance that would appear strange to those acquainted with his character, hence, in part, her assumption of superiority. "'Of course you can,' returned Sabrina assentingly, "'and I'm glad of it. "'I suppose, then, it's owing to your and father's united solicitude on my behalf "'that Master Reg Trevor hasn't shown his face at Hollymead for the last couple of weeks. "'I've had nothing to do with it, Vaga. "'Which seems to say that somebody has, then. "'I suspected as much by your having said nothing about it. "'As you seem to know something, Sab, you may as well tell it me. I will, all I know, which is that father has forbidden his visits to Hollymead. I only learnt it from our maid, Gwenthian. It appears that the last time Mr. Trevor was at the house, she overheard a conversation between father and him, 
father telling him as much as that he would be no more welcome there. And what answer did the fine gentleman make? I suppose the eavesdropping Gwenthian heard that, too. There was such evident absence of all emotion on the part of her who interrogated, she could not well be making believe. The other, seeing she was not, responded with confidence, nothing or nothing much except in mutterings which the girl failed to catch the meaning of but the nature may be imagined from the way he went off all scowling and angry she says gwenthian has never mentioned the circumstance to me which i take it is a little strange on her part she thought it so for of the two she was more a favourite with the waiting-maid than her sister and knew it between her and gwenthian a forest girl of quick wit and subtle intelligence many confidences had been exchanged therefore her wonder at this having been withheld not at all rejoined sabrina entering upon a defence of wenthian's reticence there was nothing strange in her keeping it from you she supposed it might vex you told me so <laughs> how thoughtful of her but it don't vex me luckily no not the least bit and wenthian should have known that as you know now sab don't you i do answered sabrina in full conviction for vaga's laugh was so utterly devoid of all regret at what had been revealed to her no one could suppose or suspect there was within her breast a thought of reginald trevor beyond looking on him in the light of a mere acquaintance to prove this it needed neither her rejoinder nor the emphasis she gave it saying i don't care that for him the that being a snap of her fingers i wish father had but known you didn't why well it might have saved him the scene gwenthian was witness to and which must have been rather painful to both after all it may have been for the best but worst or best i wonder where master trevor is making for now it can't be hollymead not likely after what you've told me but we shall soon see at least whether he be coming up this way both were familiar with the forest roads had ridden if not walked them all knew their every turning and crossing where that from mitcheldean descended into the drybrook valley it forked right and left at the ford of the little stream where now there is a bridge known as the nail left lay the road to colford right another leading back out of the forest by the lee bailey and between these two branchings a third serpentined up the slope for rodine over the ridge on which they stood while they were still regarding the horseman on the grey and his groom behind two other horsemen came in sight riding side by side on the same slope just commencing its descent again sabrina's eyes flashed up with delight that must be her expected one riding alongside his servant while indulging in this pleasant conjecture she was surprised at seeing still another pair of mounted men filing out from under the trees side by side also and following the first two at that distance and with the air which seemed to proclaim them servitors it may not be he after all she reflected within herself her brow again shadowing over he said he would be alone with only hubert and her reflections were brought to an abrupt termination by seeing the grey horse after plunging across the stream turn head uphill in the direction of rodine there was no time to make further scrutiny of the quartet descending the opposite slope in twenty minutes 
or less if he meant speed he on the gray would be up to them and if reginald trevor that would be awkward whether on his way to hollymead or not it was sabrina who now counselled hastening home which they did with the quick free step their country training and forest practice had made easy as familiar to them End of chapter seven